Hey, hey, what is going on, guys? Today's date is Thursday, April 12th, 2018. The Daily Jackal Jive podcast bringing you all the latest news in music technology, live entertainment, the music business, and more. Um, I'm really looking for people to collaborate right now on these podcasts. So if you or somebody you know would be interested in coming on as a guest, um, doing some audio segments, please send me an email. My email is in my Twitter bio, at Jekyll Jive. You can also hit me up on my website at www.jackaljive.com. Um, you'll find all the latest news on all my shows and all my latest DJ mixes that I'm publishing weekly onto mixcloud.com. You can find me there as well. And, uh, and today's topic is going to be um, about what importance record labels have um, in this day and age and really why I think we're living in the golden era of record labels because there are just so many different business models and perspectives and approaches um, you know, to what, what really is the term record label but has really molded into so many different facets right now um, in the music industry and I just think it's really interesting and I wanted to share some of my thoughts on this. But um, I really wanted to start off with a really good case study of a music label that I think is doing a really good job right now of kind of entering this unique space for a record label and kind of, you know, changing what traditionally a record label um, is supposed to mean. And that is Dirty Bird Records. And if you haven't heard of Dirty Bird Records, it is one of the largest communities and labels right now. In the dance music scene, um, they focus on a lot of tech house and house music and booty house and a lot of the subgenres within that umbrella. And it is headed by founder Claude Von Stroke, um, who is just a real, real good guy. I heard awesome things about him in the industry. And I'm really excited uh, what Dirty Bird has become because it is just a super interesting business model um, right now for a record label. There are so many different things going on that I think are really helping it um, elevate itself and kind of, you know, stick out in a, in a very saturated market, um, which we'll kind of get down to in a little bit here. But I really wanted to give you a case study of some things that are, that are going really well for them that have kind of, you know, created this global global community, um, you know, behind the music and behind the artists and really, you know, what makes the brand so strong. And I think what it is right now and why Dirty Bird is having such good success is because their model is just super fluent, right? I mean, as a business model, as a record label, you really have to figure out, you know, how the different, you know, revenue streams are going to come in. What are different ways, you know, you can monetize the brand, you can, you know, collect good music and make fair um, you know, revenues for all the artists and, you know, make added value for all the artists. And I think that's what Dirty Bird is really doing. They have so many different things going on. Um, you know, they have the Dirty Bird barbecue events that happen throughout the year in some of the major cities across the world. Um, they have the camp out both east and west, um, you know, which is their which is their take and their experimentation on the music festival. Um, you know, but it has really taken it down to more the intimate experience that really includes, you know, curation and execution and production, uh, you know, by Dirty Bird and, and, you know, by their production squads. And, uh, you know, they have the label as well. And the label does really well at, you know, discovering new artists and, you know, making new new talent, you know, come, you know, come to new people's ears. And, uh, you know, they're always putting out new weekly mixes. The, the Bird Feed is an awesome mix hosted on Mick Cloud that I follow. I really like the Bird Feed. You have to go check it out. Um, you know, Claude Von Stroke and, you know, his guests throw down a, a weekly mix highlighting some of their favorite records you know some of the new releases and uh, the real cool thing though that you guys really have to check out is the bird feed and uh, and the birdhouse and basically what these services are is a paid 
monthly subscription service that you can pay to Dirty Bird. Um, and in return, you get, you know, exclusive content. You get all the records before they drop, um, you know, access to tickets in their events before they come out to the public. And I think that this is really what is going to be the future of record labels is figuring out how to build that loyalty, you know, at the ground level, creating this intimate experience um, for your guests, not only, you know, when you're out live, at, you know, not only live experience, but at home. I mean, we're living in a super interesting time right now because of the domination of streaming. You know, uh, streaming has really dominated some other business models when it comes to t traditional record labels. But I think that now there are some people who are kind of breaking that mold and finding, you know, more specific niche audiences that are turning into these communities that are fully self-sustaining, you know, and, th and they're fully, um, you know, able to fund themselves and to, uh, and, you know, to figure out these unique business models. And that's why right now I'm giving my hats off to Dirty Bird because I think that they found a very interesting, you know, piece and an aspect of the industry that they're really able to capitalize in. They're, they're making awesome music. You know, they're putting on new artists. The Dirty Bird players are always promoting good music. And, uh, and that's why I really wanted to start out with that case study because if you aren't familiar with it, definitely go check it out. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll just see how there's so many different takes on record labels now. So, you know, as I'm kind of running through my notes here, I really wanted to bring up too now why I think the current state of record labels is really offering the artist and the independent artist a ton, a ton of leverage because now they're able to, you know, really decide what the best path for it, you know, their music is going to be and which people they want to work with. And because, you know, there isn't a monopoly at the top and the major labels don't have, you know, um, the, the key per se, you know, they're not the gatekeeper, you know, to, to music distribution and to, uh, and to the prints. And, you know, to, you know, to all the physical format, you know, of CDs and vinyl, how it was in the past, you know, now the independent artists and, you know, musicians and DJs and record producers have the ability to, you know, make music and really decide what the best course of action is going to be. And because there is a rise of record labels, I mean... Everybody is on the label, you know, wave right now. I mean, artists are coming out with their own imprints. Um, collectives are coming out with their own imprints. Uh, you know, every like, and I think that's great. I think the more options that there are, the different, you know, models that can be approached. And I think the more options you have and the more leverage you have as an artist, um, which is great. And that's really what we want, you know, right? In this music industry, is we want more autonomy. We want more of the ability for music, you know, musicians to go the DIY route. And that's really how we're going to see people grow and, you know, aspire and become, uh, you know, who, who they're really destined to become and, you know, see the really good music rise to the top and not there having, you know, be some political agenda or red tape, uh, you know, behind the major label scene that we, that we see a lot. And, uh, and this has been a trend, not only a, um, a music trend. I mean, this is kind of has been, you know, the social trend within the creative industry and in media, um, you know, is this kind of DIY aspect, you know, especially in the last five to seven years. I would even say less than that, actually. I would say maybe in the last five years, um, you know, there's been this whole craze of being able to publish your own media and publish your own content and, uh, you know, make your own music and produce it right there and drop it on YouTube and drop it on SoundCloud. And this is awesome. I mean, you know, as, as just a fan of beautiful and awesome music and art and like that is just such an awesome thing that you know the creator has the ability to you know to put it out immediately whether it be on a label whether it be on an imprint uh, or whether it be through their own label or imprint you know like that is the that is the diversity of the industry we live in that is the beauty that we live in 
And, um, you know, I think major labels will always be around. They will always have their stake. I mean, their, their social status and, um, you know, where they lie in the social context of the industry as a whole. You know, it's always been there. The major labels, you know, they're, they're always going to stick around. They're always going to have their place. But, whoa, have we seen a change in leverage and a change, you know, in, uh, you know, in just general awareness of this subject over the last few years. And, uh, and I think more people are talking about it now. And because more people are talking about it, we're really starting to see the way that, you know, music creators can really capitalize on the state of this industry. And we should really be looking into more about, you know, the the unique ways that, you know, we can continue to do so as creators. Um, so I'm really curious to know your guys' thoughts on this. Are you a musician who releases music, you know, through labels and through imprints? Do you have your own label or imprint? You know, what are your thoughts on the current state of labels in the music industry? And uh, what do you think the future is going to be for this in the music business? and live entertainment. And I would love to know your guys' thoughts. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Jekyll Jive. I'm also on my website, www.jekylljive.com. Um, there's, bonus, there's bonus audio segments being uploaded to Anchor every single day, anchor.fm slash jive. You can also download the app for free from the iOS store or the Google Play store. You could send me a voice message on here. And we will talk to you guys soon. From my studio to the world, we'll see you guys soon. One love, Jekyll Jive out. Peace.